Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Oh boy, where to start? Where to start? What to do? What to do? <laughs> what to do? Welcome to the Dan Bongino hey, Show on a Thursday. Oh man, I didn't know how to sum up the show today, so I got three things I'm going to try to get to. Nice. It was a big day yesterday. Yeah. It's been a big week, actually. I want to recap how we started this Russia thing because Molly Hemingway has a zinger of a piece at the Federalist about the media now dying to cover their tracks, but they can't because all the articles have already been published and they can't take them down. (laughs) But it's a great, great piece. Hat tip, Molly. Great, great job reminding the media what a clown show and a steaming hot pile of garbage most of the media is. Um, and I want to get to the new rules, Joe. What? Did I, uh, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, there's new rules. You didn't hear? Hell no, no. I declared it last night on Laura Ingram's show. Okay. There are new rules. You may have missed the hit. I was in bed. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it went pretty nuclear. I got about 5 million emails on it. A little slightly <laughs> hyperbolic by a factor of about 5 million. But I did get <laughs> I did get a lot of emails and tweets on it where I declared the new rules are in. We'll get into that on Donald Trump because I uh, I was in a particularly salty mood last night on the Laura Ingram show. I'll explain that. All right, today's show. Maybe we'll start with that. Today's show brought to you by our buddies at Filter By. Filter By. You know, I just needed them today because we're out checking our HVAC unit and I need new filters. So Filter By, got to get on this for me, guys. I need it. I saw this article last week about how the air pollution in national parks is as bad as the top 20 major cities in the U.S. It's true. And I'm sure the unhinged radical left is going to blame this on Trump. Maybe Putin, too. <laughs> Filter by writes this stuff, by the way. I work Dude, with, really? That's in a they don't mess around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, <laughs> saw the piece. That's why he came up. And, but they write this stuff. This is why I love this company. The real, I didn't, I'm not, that was not me ad-libbing. Uh, the real reason is because these parks are downwind of air pollution sources like ag- agriculture industry, major highways and urban areas. So basically there's nowhere to run except inside. And now we know that indoor air quality is often worse than the air outside. That's why I go and I use filterby.com and keep a fresh set of filters in my houses, uh, my home central air system. But I need them now. I don't have them laying around, so I gotta I gotta get on that. Filter by is America's leading provider of HVAC fil- HVAC filters for homes and small. Oh, you know what? I have the auto. Yeah, I'm gonna have to wait a few weeks. I have the auto renewed. <laughs> filter by is America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses with over 600 sizes that ship for free within 24 hours. Plus, they're manufactured right here in America. I recommend you conveniently set up auto delivery like I have, so you don't forget to regularly switch up your filters like <laughs> I do. Plus, they knock five percent off the order when you sign up. Five percent off the auto for auto delivery. Save time, save money, breathe better with our buddies at filterby.com. That's filterbuy.com. Filterby.com. Tell them the damn. Bongino show sent you and tell them we love their ads. Yeah. They write this stuff themselves. This isn't a joke. These guys are great. All right. So last night I was on uh, Laura Ingram and uh, just a little background. So I do Ingram show typically on Wednesday. Uh, I like it. It's a little later for me and I'm, I'm an early bird guy like Joe. Uh, Joe goes to sleep at like six o'clock in the evening because yeah. he's got to get up at like two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And uh, yeah, which is kind of rough. But I'm usually uh, asleep by 11, but in the sack by 10 o'clock at the latest. Watch a show right out because I just, you know, I'm tired. The workouts beat me up. I have like three jobs now. So there's <laughs> a lot going on. Uh, but the Ingram show I do on Wednesday and sometimes at night I'm a little little salty and when i'm salty because i'm exhausted i went to a an event yesterday for a guy um out in stewart when i'm a little salty joe i find they're the best hits ever because my <laughs> the you know the guy know. on your shoulder that tells you not to say things i don't mean like crazy things i just mean like sometimes you're a little bit more diplomatic on the air and sometimes you're not yeah. well that guy was asleep last uh. night because he was tired <laughs> so i was Thought just so. like laying waste to the panel because we had Richard Goodstein on the panel, who's a nice guy, but he's a he's a far leftist. And he was saying some crazy stuff about, you know, Donald Trump again in the polling and how, you know, the polling. How many times are we going to hear about Donald Trump in the polling? Uh, these are the same people who said he had a zero percent chance of winning. And I declared last night, nah, it's over. New rules, folks. It's about winning now. The new rules are in. You understand? Now it's about winning. Listen to me. And listen clearly. And folks, you are absolutely free to disagree. Email me, tweet us. We read your stuff. I, I I, am interested in your feedback. I'm telling you the new rules are in because I've seen it. Nobody cares about Donald Trump's personal life. Listen to me. 
Nobody cares. Nada. Nobody cares. No one cares. I don't care about Michael Cohen. I don't care about the tapes. I don't care about Susan McDougal or Karen McSmeagle or whatever her name is or 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 Daniel Stormy, Stormy Dead. I don't <laughs> care. I don't care a little bit. I don't care a lot of it. I don't care a middle bit. I don't care at all. I care less than zero. If you can care zero, I care negative, like negative 62. I don't care. Not at all. And they right. No PC. No right. <laughs> I saw Joe creeping. I saw. I don't care. New rules. I don't care. I don't care. I'm sorry. Oh, what about your principles? Principles? <laughs> I am. I live my principles in my life. I have said to you on this show repeatedly, I'm a sinner. Sometimes I fail to meet standards I set for myself. And I'd like for you to set for yourself. But that's up to you. I don't care. What about my principles? Let me tell you what my principles are. Here are the new rules. The new rules are this, by the way. This is what I said on Ingram last night. Now it's about winning. The Democrats didn't give a rat's caboose when Bill Clinton was in office about his disgusting behavior inside the Oval Office. What about ism? What about, yep, yes, yes, it is what about. You're damn right it's a what about ism. I don't care. Don't care. New rules. We win. That's it. Our principles win. You lose, Libs. You guys made this a Manichaean fight. Everything was life or death for you. Everything. We opposed you on whatever. Gay marriage, transgender bathroom uses, taxes. We wanted to kill grandma. We didn't like people who were gay. All lies, by the way. Thousands will die. Oh, man. That would have been that Bernie Sanders. Oh, that would have been perfect. Thousands of people will die. We opposed. That was a good one. We opposed you on Obamacare. Thousands of people will die. Thousands of people will die. We're done. You made everything a life or death fight, not us. Now it's about winning. Because it wasn't about issues and it wasn't about facts. It was a life or death fight for you. You don't like this fight? Now we're going to shove it down your throat. Because now it's about winning. You don't like it? We don't care. How do you like them apples? New rules. Winning matters. When This isn't about morals or ethics in Donald Trump's personal life. I don't care about Michael Cohen, the sleazy lawyer, and his tapes. I don't care. Not a scintilla of care. I give exactly zero mm, fill in the blank about this. Here's what I care about. Saving lives. We now have Donald Trump appointing a record number of pro-life judges. I care about my money and my wallet. Oh, I'll get to the big day we had yesterday. My money, my kids, my life, my wife, my business. My neighbors, my ability to rebuild my house, donate money when I care because it's in my wallet, not the government's. The ability to invest in me and Joe and the show that you all seem to like, thankfully. Thank God and thank you. To grow my business, we've now, we're going to be adding employees now. We're actually paying people. For the first time in my life, I'm signing the front and not the back of checks and paying other people who are signing the back of them, who I'm telling you are going to be signing the front of them soon themselves. I care about my health care. I care about him scrapping this crap individual mandate where the IRS comes to my house and rips money out of my pockets for not buying crap insurance I don't want. We win, you lose. That's gone. Tax cuts. We win, you lose. That's gone. Your stupid tax rates. Regulations. You want to come to my house with a government bureaucrat? You built a lake in your backyard. We're going to sue you. No more. Your regulations are gone. We're wiping them out. We win, you lose. New rules. We win. It's about winning now. And about your principles. Yes, our principles are winning. Economic freedom, smaller government. You're not going to weaponize the IRS anymore. Oh, you didn't like that story I talked about on my NRA TV show last night? The IRS is no longer going to be able, because of the Trump administration, to collect a, a donor list for nonprofits. You know why liberals don't like that? Even though the donor lists were supposed to be kept secret? Because they weren't. Because the IRS was weaponizing them because of hack government bureaucrats. That's out. Trump wiped that clean. Trump's a fascist. Really? He's a fascist? He's a fascist who's giving you back your more of your money and disabling his government's ability through the IRS to attack people who donate money to nonprofits? Sounds like a fascist to me, you imbeciles. Now we win. 
Now we win. It's about winning. Our principles are winning. Those are the principles. The new rules and the new principles are we win, you lose. Those are the new rules. There are no more moral victories. There are victories. You want to make this a life or death fight? Good. We're going to win. We take that. We we accept. We accept your conditions. You want to decapitate the president like that goofball comedian, Kathy, whatever her face is? Everything for you is quite literally life or death. Magazine covers where you're killing off the president, calling him a Nazi, a fascist, slave owner, turning back the clock on slavery. You want to make everything a ridiculous, hyperbolic, outrageous life or death fight? We accept. Now we win. You lose. New rules. New rules. We win. You want to make this a life or death fight about liberal judges hacking our knees out from us, taking our rights away, legislating from the bench every day, taking away our right to defend our families with a firearm from the from the maniacs out there who these firearm laws don't affect them one bit. We win. You lose. New rules. But it's a moral victory. Screw moral victories. I don't give a crap what this president did with his unit before he was the president of the United States. Not one bit. Record it, tape it, own it. Don't care. I care about saving lives in the womb, saving my family, saving my business, saving our communities. Now you want a life or death fight, you got the fight you asked for. And you are losing. New rules. We win, you lose. And you will keep losing. You don't like them? Maybe next time you can dial back the... I'm not even a Mitt Romney fan, by the way. You wanted to call Mitt Romney uh, Hitler and Stalin when he was running for office? A generally pretty decent guy. I don't agree with his principles. But you wanted to make everything a life or death fight, Joe. Everything. New rules. We accept. How does it feel? How does it feel? How does it feel to lose, to get crushed on every issue daily? Isn't it a soul-crushing experience? New rules. We win. You lose. You wanted our money? Calling us, you greedy rich people. Really? You want our money? You can't have it! You lose. It's my money. No more apologies either. That has been the gift of this Donald Trump presidency. In the past, tax cuts for the rich. Oh my God, what are we going to say? You know what we're going to say? We're going to flip off the double barrel middle finger and go, it's my money. I earned it. You see that stuff I have? Oh, you don't like it? Oh, you live like a rich person. You have a Ford Raptor. That's an expensive truck. Too bad. So sad. I grew up poor. What I buy, I earn. What I earned, I worked for. What I worked for, I sweated for. What I sweated for in some place, I bled for. I went to school after college for four more years and busted my ass to get out of that apartment above a bar at 64th Place in Myrtle Avenue. I don't owe you squat. I don't owe you an apology. I don't owe you my money. I don't owe you my health care. I don't owe you my kids' education. I don't owe you squat, you fake news goons and liberal police state tyrants. We don't owe you squat. And this president of the White House has turned around and flipped you off and said, not only are we not going to apologize, we're going to demand that apology from you smoking pile of steaming garbage. We win. You lose. New rules. We gotta be diplomatic. We don't have to be diplomatic. Listen, I love Nikki Haley to death. But she said the other day at this conference to the kids, you know, don't worry about owning the libs. I'm sorry, I disagree. I love her to death. Own the libs at every single opportunity. Own the libs because the libs want to own you. Big time. They they want your money. They want your kids' education. They want your businesses. They want your health care. They want to take the lives up until late term of, of, of children in the womb. No, you own the libs at every opportunity. You take the gloves off and we go now. Now, if you heard yesterday's show, you know what I'm talking about here, folks. 
Don't ever mistake this towards some kind of call for anything outside of aggressive political action. Please. Because that's not what's in my soul, and that's certainly not what's in my heart. We never cross that line. Ever. Ever. Once you cross that turn to violence, there's no turning back. Now, self-defense is something entirely different. But you do everything in your power, everything in your power to own these people at every opportunity. You own them on Twitter. You own them on Facebook. You email your legislators. You show up at rallies. You get a sign if you have to. You call their offices. You do whatever you have to do. This is our fight. We don't have to sit there with barefoot like the revolutionary generation in the middle of the winter, starving and eating shoe leather leather to death to beat back the British. All you have to do is get active. No one's asking you to do anything else other than to get active. New rules. We win. We do everything in our power to win. But we never cross that line. They've already crossed that line. Remember that. And as I said to you yesterday, the violence the left has embraced is is a loser every time. It is a tactical loser. It is a political loser. It is a moral loser. It is an ethical loser. Let them embrace that. They have nothing left. New rules. We win. I don't give a hoot about Donald Trump and Michael Cohen and 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 whatever her name is, Mick Smiley. I have no idea. I don't care. I care about my kids, my business, and this, finally, we have a president in there defending life, defending your money, defending your business, defending freedom and education, and, and what, you're, you're worried about where this guy was dunking his... Who cares? I don't care. Not one bit. New rules. Don't care. You want to argue with your liberal friends when this comes up? What about Colin? What about behavior? Great. Have fun. Don't care. What do you mean you don't care? You, did you hear me? Listen to what I'm telling you. I don't care. I don't care. Not a little bit. Not zero. Less than zero. I don't care. You cannot knock yourself out, daddy I don't care. Here's what I do care about. And this guy in the White House, this dude, is the one fighting for that. That's why I'm getting tired of these never-Trump goons, too. Oh, my gosh, am I getting tired of them. What a joke. Joke. What else do you want? All right, we had a big, big day yesterday. All right, before I get that, let me uh, knock some of these out because uh, we do have to pay for the show. I am, of course, a uh, free marketeer, and to keep the show free, we have really great sponsors who enjoy being here, as you heard with Filter By, <laughs> who wrote mm-hmm. that ad themselves. <laughs> That's new. I, I just got done with them a few days ago. I didn't realize. I just printed it up. I didn't realize they were going to put all that in there. That was a great ad. <laughs> Rewind that. Listen to that. It's the first time in your life you're going to listen to a commercial twice. All right. Uh, today's show also brought to you by our buddies at Blinkist. Listen, a lot of these smart, educated folks like us who actually know the issues, the facts, and the data, they read a lot of books, but sometimes you don't have the time. Or you hear about a book, you're not sure you want to invest in the time to read the whole book, so you just want some of the key insights from the book. If you're like me, the list of books you want to read is probably pretty long, too. The suggestions go on and on and on and on. You simply don't have the time to read them all. Our sponsor, Blinkist, has solved your long list of must-reads once and for all. Blinkist is the only app that takes thousands of best-selling nonfiction books and distills them down to their most impactful elements and insights so you can read or listen to them in under 15 minutes all on your phone. If you like it, you can go buy the book. It's the whole book. It's great. If you don't, you got the key insights, you're good to go. With Blinkist, you'll expand your knowledge and learn more in just 15 minutes than you can in almost any other way, plus you can listen anywhere. I like to listen in the car. I spend a lot of time in the car when I'm traveling around, typically on the weekends. I don't usually leave much during the week, but it's, that's the best place for me. The Blinkist library is massive from timeless classics like Think and Grow Rich to a lot of the current bestsellers out there. Uh, I like the Adam Smith books in there on economics. There's also uh, books by Nicholas Taleb, who's one of my favorites. I just got done with one of his books. Go check it out. Blinkist is constantly curating and adding new titles from best of lists, so you're always getting the most powerful ideas in a made-for-mobile format. Five million people are using Blinkist to expand their minds 15 minutes at a time. Get started today. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash Dan to start your free seven-day trial. That's Blinkist. 
Blink, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash Dan to start your free seven-day trial. Blinkist.com slash Dan. Blinkist.com slash Dan. Go check it out. All right. Okay. Uh, big day yesterday. Big day. Sorry. Threw Joe for a loop there. Armor cost the best, though. You will hear a seamless product, as always. Seamless. So what happened yesterday? Folks, I did a Facebook Live on my Facebook page. Well, I'm, I'm uh, Gosh, I've been dialing back Facebook so much, and that's part of the good news, by the way, about, <laughs> about what happened yesterday. Uh, but I did do a Facebook Live yesterday because I'm sitting here in my house, and I'm, I'm taking a break from this. You know, Between this show, i got to start getting ready for the NRA TV show, which airs at night, 5.30 p.m. Eastern time at nratv.com. It's free if you want to check it out, and uh, we've been doing incredible uh, ratings over there. So thank you. But I'm sitting there and I see this, there's going to be a, a white house a, a kind of a mini presser uh, with the uh, EU uh, EU representative and Donald Trump at the white house. And I'm like, all right, this should be interesting because as you know, tariffs are a sensitive issue with me. I know this show is going to elicit a lot of response. Tariff topics always do. That's fine. Yep. I appreciate your feedback on the show. He comes out and he announces that they're going to they're working towards an agreement now with the European Union to go to zero tariffs on a number of products. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you this is huge. I want all of you out there to do me a favor if you can. I want you to smile. The muscles in your face when you smile will elicit actually a positive brain joy response if you smile. I'm dead serious. Smile. To, today has been a great day. Not only are the new rules in effect, and is is the owning becoming a, a, a happening on a regular basis right now, but yesterday, this I'm telling you the impact of this. If this goes through as planned, Joe, a, a near zero tariff trade environment between two of the world's they're not even big, mammoth trading partners, the United States and the European Union, if this move to zero tariffs happens on a number of these products, ladies and gentlemen, I cannot express to you enough the economic impact, how powerful this will be on not just the United States economy, on the world economy. Now, a fair question for you might be, well, why would we care about the world economy, not just the U.S. economy? Ladies and gentlemen, the world is our customer. Who do you think is buying a lot of these U.S. products? The world. We don't want the world to get a cold. The world gets a cold. The contagion could reach us over here. Now, it should. our trade policy should always, always, always be U.S. first. That's clear as day. But I wanted to hit a couple of things. Let me just give you a uh, a quote from the Wall Street Journal. Oh, wait, one more thing. Hey, uh, on the new rules topic, there's a really, really stellar town hall piece by uh, uh, this guy. I think his name's Evan Syed. It's a really, really, really good piece at townhall.com about what I told you. Uh, the new rules that I discussed last night, someone sent this to me. It's a great piece about how Trump is resetting the rules. Ladies and gentlemen, we tried this whole, we got to be dignified, approaching them forever. <laughs> Done. Don't care. New rules. Don't care at all. Read the piece. It's terrific. It's really good. It's in the show notes today. Um, but another piece about the tariff uh, press conference yesterday. So this is from the Wall Street Journal. The zero tariff target won't be easy to reach. Europe has a 10% tariff on U.S. made cars. Meaning they they charge a tax. That tariff is a tax. Calling the, it's, it's a tax. It's what it is. It's a tax on a specific item. Right. So Europe has a 10% tariff on U.S. made cars, and the U.S. charges only 2.5% on cars made in Europe. In other words, there is a roughly 10% tax on U.S. exports of cars, our products, over to Europe. While when the Europeans send their cars over here, there's only a 2.5% tax. The U.S. charges, though, a 25% tariff on imported trucks, which the Europe of which Europe will still want the U.S. to take to zero. That won't please Ford and U.S. companies that make the bulk of their profits from trucks and SUVs, but perhaps they'd be willing to consider zero tariffs on trucks as an alternative to the disaster that would come from Mr. Trump's threat of a 25% on cars. Ladies and gentlemen, this is enormous. If we can move to a zero tariff environment, do you understand the economic impact here? We are talking about an economic impact as significant, if not greater, than the tax cuts on par. I am not kidding. And I want to go through some reasons why. Remember what tariffs are. They are taxes at the border for products imported into a country. That's what they are. You import products over to the United States, a U.S.-based tariff puts a tax at the border on those products. Now, one of the reasons we can win this trade war, and 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 I've 
I was a little skeptical on this. From those of you who listen to my show in the past, I was skeptical about these tariffs. I'm telling you, I'm doing a full mea culpa. I was a little, although I did say if he was using them as a weapon to zero tariffs, I did say yes, that you if you're did. a listener to the show, yep. it's still there, that this was a great idea. Yep. But I was skeptical we were going to get there. I shouldn't have been. This guy did a great job. But here's why I think Trump was just completely owned these foreign countries in this on this on this potential trade war we were going in and why I screwed this up. The exports as a percentage of U.S. GDP are only 12 percent, Joe. In other words, a large portion of our economy is what we import. Now, there's a number of reasons for that. We import a lot because a lot of foreign countries lend us money. They lend us money, which enables our government to spend money. It enables our consumers to spend money they don't have. You know, there's a good and a bad. The good part is foreign countries lend us money. The bad part is we spend it. And we're a very indebted country as a result. Remember, the money has to come from somewhere, folks. When you go to buy something at a car dealer and you take a loan, someone lent you that money. Oh, but the bank didn't. Where'd the bank get the money? The bank got the money from people who loaned the bank money. Who loaned the bank money? A lot of it is foreign money transferred into the United States because they're buying up a lot of our debt. So the money comes back in the form of debt in the United States. Are we clear on that? We send a lot of money overseas. That money has to come back. Right. This is why I, trade deficits are, are largely, to me, not, not the big deal I want that, that people want you to believe they are. We send money overseas to buy stuff. The money has to come back. You can't spend U.S. dollars in China. So the money comes back and comes back into the financial system. It has to be spent in the United States. They buy a property. They buy up businesses. They, you know, what, this, is, it's, this is good. It's investment. Mm-hmm. But it also, a lot of it comes back as debt as well. But just to be clear, the export share of the U.S. economy, Joe, is not very high. It's only 12%. Meaning, in any trade war, and I'm not a fan of trade wars. I've been honest about this. I'm not a fan of trade wars. But we, this is asymmetric. We will suffer far less in a trade war than other countries. Why? Because they're sending their stuff over here more than we're sending our stuff over there. So if you put a tariff on their their imports into the country, they're going to suffer far more because we're we're exporting less than they're importing to us. Trump saw that tactical asymmetry and he moved on it with the threat of tariffs, which again I disagreed with strongly. Just listen to those shows. But I didn't I I I missed this. I, I well I didn't miss it. I just I said it, but I wasn't sure this is where it was going to go. I was worried it was going to go down the road. Okay, will you tariff us? We're going to tariff you more. Well, we'll tariff you more. We'll tariff. And then all of a sudden, we're all paying 100% tax on everything we buy. But Trump won huge yesterday with these concessions from the EU. They're going to buy more of our soybeans. Ah, soybeans. You're probably like, what is that? So do you know what kind of an export market there is for U.S. soybeans? It's huge. Huge. They're going to buy more of our liquefied natural gas now, which, by the way, is going to decimate the Russian economy. The Russians were trying to sell natural gas. But he's in the pocket of Putin. Really? He's in the process of decimating their economy right now. The Russians have nothing without liquid natural gas, without uh, gas exports. Nothing. Do you understand this deal that, that that tactical cudgel they just smashed the Russians with yesterday if this goes through? If the European Union starts getting most of its gas from the United States, this will destroy the Russian economy. And it will absolutely blow up the wallets of people out in the Midwest where we're producing huge amounts of LNG from shale fields. Businesses, real people working real jobs. Oil field workers all the way up to the the dreaded CEOs running the companies. And I say that sarcastically. Because we don't apologize anymore. New rules? Like them? I don't like the new rules. <laughs> of course you don't, Igor. is bad for rootin' tootin' pootin'. <laughs> All right, so number one, I did not expect this. You know, and I, I should have. I said it, but I was leaning more towards this was going to turn into a trade war, not a an outright concession by the European Union. Shame on me. Shame on me. Okay. 
Import tariffs. They are taxes, though. We have to understand that, too. And the problem I have with this, is I wanted to be clear on this, is the supply chains are broken up now, folks. So you may say to yourself, too, oh, well, those import tariffs, you know, we're just going to incentivize a lot of American companies to build here because they won't import stuff overseas. And that's really good because they'll hire Americans. Ladies and gentlemen, this is why I hate tariffs. That's not how it works anymore. The global supply chain is so broken up that there isn't an import and export. There are products that are built of blends of both. So in other words, when you say, oh, well, you know what? We'll just screw over these European countries with their cars. Yeah, but what do you do about the people in the BMW plants in the United States? Those are real people with real jobs. What do you tell the guys and ladies working in a Toyota plant? Hey, man, sorry. You're out of work down in uh, Georgia in the Toyota plant. Why? Well, because... We're going against imports, but they're not imports. They're made here. Yeah, but they import uh, the, the carburetors. Oh, carburetors. <laughs> what am I, back in the 70s? The fuel injection system. Ladies and gentlemen, the global supply chain is broken up. There are almost no pure imports or exports anymore. What I'm trying to tell you is when you say like, well, we're going to get them by putting a tariff at their border at the border on their products, those products are being built into American-made products as components. So the price of the American-made product goes up too, which makes demand for it less. Higher price, less demand, which makes the workers lose their jobs, the companies go out of business, and product sales tank. This is why, do you understand the win this was yesterday? Why this is such a genius move? Ladies and gentlemen, no president in the modern era has been able in such a short amount of time to do what this man has done for the economy. None. If this zero tariff thing goes through, I'm going to just wrap it up here. This is a huge win. Enormous. I, I, I can't hammer this home enough. We will be looking at 3 4 and 5% growth potentially throughout the rest, Trump, the rest of the Trump presidency. Enormous. Big congrats. Everybody take a bow. And I, like I said, I... I thought this could happen, but I was leaning more towards a trade war. I was wrong. He was right. He must have known something I didn't know. Now, when he, if the Chinese, if we can break uh, break the backs of the Chinese on these two, we will be flying. The economy will be in jet speed. And by the way, the Chinese are already showing signs of weakness. Why? Because of what I just told you before. The Chinese export more to us than we export to them. That's what the trade deficit is. Far more. If we tariff their products as a cudgel, not as a long-term economic, because I I disagree with tariffs. I got to be crystal clear on that. If we tariff them as a weapon and it goes the same way the EU thing went and we move to zero tariffs, um, zero uh, uh, technology theft in China or very little of it compared to what we have now, IP theft, uh, theft, intellectual property theft and all that, American businesses are going to get ready to explode. You are going to see levels of growth you haven't seen since the Reagan years. Bank on it. Cash that check. Winning big time. Hashtag winning. Like it, babe. Hey, new rules. Winning. Winning matters. Yep. Sorry. Don't like it. Shouldn't have gone down that road. Your fault. My bad. Sorry. Okay, so we started with the new rules. Now, obviously, the tariff, uh, the new the, the new rules rolled over into this tariff commentary, but this tariff, tariff story is number one of the big day yesterday. Smile. Big day. Number two, House Freedom Caucus moving to impeach Rosenstein. Nice, nice. Rod Rosenstein, Rod Rosenstein, who signed one of the FISA applications that was used to spy on members of the Trump team and signed the document to fire Jim Comey while they're blaming it all on Trump. Obstruction of justice for firing Comey. Rosenstein signed the memo, wrote the memo. House Freedom Caucus has had enough. Big time hat tip to Jim Jordan. One of the best, I mean, if not the best congressman up on the hill right now. Jimbo! 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 Mark Meadows, another hat tip to you. Great job from Ohio and North Carolina, respectively. They're moving to impeach Rosenstein. Get him out. Get him out. I heard some people on the news this morning. Oh, we shouldn't impeach him. Get him out. Tired of Rosenstein. Doesn't want to comply with congressional subpoenas. Thinks he's running his own little uh, unit over there outside of any uh, government oversight. No, thanks. See ya. Goodbye. Let's get someone in there who, who actually cares about checks and balances horizontally and vertically. That's big day number two. Remember big day number one. Tariffs, big day number two, impeach Rosenstein. 
Big day number three. Again, the Chinese, they're moving towards currency manipulation again. Dan, how's that big news? They're looking to devalue their currency. They're panicking. They're panicking. They're panicking because Trump's got them in a corner. What's happening, folks? He's seeing now the Chinese, the Chinese government. They're seeing now that a a zero tariff back and forth, Joe, Mm -hmm. with the EU and the United States would create massive pressure on the Chinese to not isolate themselves in a trade war with the United States because we'll just supplement your product somewhere else. The Chinese are manipulating their currency, lowering the value of their currency to decrease the price of their products to overcome the taxes, the tariffs at the border. Does that make sense, folks? The tariff at the border on Chinese products, let me be clear on this again, makes Chinese products more expensive. You're selling a widget for $10, right? Mm -hmm. If we put a 10% tariff, that widget's now going to be $11. Mm -hmm. It's the same widget. Mm -hmm. The Chinese are like, I got an idea. If we devalue, we make our currency worth less in comparison to the United States dollar, It'll devalue it and therefore make our products cheaper in U.S. dollars because our currency will be cheaper. So it'll devalue basically their entire economy. You may say, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? How are we going to combat that? Oh, we don't have to. Don't worry, folks. They're panicking. Because what happens when the Chinese do that is what do people do? People get out of China. They have what's called capital flight. People take their money out of China because they don't want their money worth less. So like, oh, no, thanks. We're going to take our money and go to the United States. We win. Thank you. Win number four. Chalk it up. Put it on the board. Ding, 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 ding. Win a winner, chicken dinner. The Chinese are in a corner. They don't know what to do. Let's devalue our currency. Go right ahead. We'll take all that investment over here as people, as capital flees out of your country. I'm losing track of the big wins. Yeah. What is this? Big win four, five, six, eight? You're getting tired, Who knows? tired of winning yet? <laughs> t- winning, winning. New rules. Winning matters. Twitter, Facebook, they're in a panic. Vice.com, not a right-leaning outlet at all, did an expose about the shadow banning. Oh. The shadow banning of conservatives on Twitter. Twitter was humiliated. Hat tip to Don Trump Jr. for taking this fight on on his Twitter account. This happened to me. I was banned from running ads on Twitter. Nobody's ever told me why. They just said, oh, no, thanks. You can't run ads. Which, by the way, I'm never run. They lost. We were doing $100 a month in ads for the podcast. Mm-hmm. So they lost over $1,000 a year for me. For ne- They've never even explained why. We're never coming back to Twitter ads. So don't even bother. We don't even care. I haven't even checked if we've been unbanned because I don't care. This has been going on forever against conservatives. It happens on YouTube. It happens on Twitter. It happens on Facebook. It happens all over the place, and they have gotten a free pass. New rules. We fight back now. What happened yesterday? Don Trump Jr. right in a fight. Matt Gates, congressman from Florida. Hey, man, isn't that kind of an FEC violation if you shadow ban my content but not my political opponent? Oh, Twitter, you didn't think of that? Now, listen. I am not for government intervention in this stuff. These are private companies. Period. That's where my uh, don't don't miss don't email me otherwise. I love you. My emails I list, but I am not I don't agree with that approach. I'm just telling you Gates may have a point. Oh, you're not shadow banning Democrats, only Republicans. What does that do for political candidates? If you're going to take money for political candidates, Joe, you are on terrestrial radio, correct? Yes, You've been forever? I am. Yes, I have. Can you just tell the audience, are the rules about political, they are super strict, oh, right? Oh, big time. Believe it. You have to give them the lowest rate. Yep. You're not allowed to deny it on content. Folks, again, I, w- I want government small. I don't like any of this stuff. I'm just saying, once the government dipped its toes in and the liberals wanted to regulate this stuff, Joe's intimately familiar. Twitter wanted to jump into politics game. Gates brought up a, a, an interesting point. At least worthy of discussing. Oh, so you're shadow banning conservatives running for office, but not Democrats. Huh. How does that work? Twitter's opened up a can of worms, and out of that can of worms came a a viper that bit them right in the face. Yes! Yes! Oh, we haven't used that in a while. (laughs) Yoga man. (laughs) Yes! Can I get another one? Give us an encore of that. Yes! (laughs) Couples retreat yoga guy. 
You don't like it, Twitter? You like them apples? New rules? Now we win. Oh, but the morals, the principles. No, thanks. <laughs> now we win. No, thanks. We're good. You want to make everything life or death? Bring it, babe. Bring it on. Facebook. Catastrophic drop in the Facebook stock price yesterday. Down 24% of a point. Oh, so sad. Oh, yeah. Oh, Joe, hold on. Let me get let me get my whiny towel out. We don't care. Sorry, sold my Facebook stock a long time ago. You know why? And by the way, I owned a decent amount of it. I'm not talking Bill Gates numbers here, but I owned a decent amount of Facebook stock. You know why I sold my Facebook stock and my Twitter stock as well, by the way? Because there is no zero long-term business model in taking on conservatives in a fight. None. Look at everybody who's tried this. Target, Hollywood, the entertainment industry. You want to lose and lose big in your business. There is a fail-safe way to do it. We're looking for a strategy to lose money. Let's pick a political fight with conservatives. Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) There we got a winner. There is no more guaranteed way to get smoked in the boardroom and to have your quarterly filings look like a catastrophe. Just ask Dick Sporting Goods than to take on conservatives in a fight. Why? Because conservatives have money too. And there's a whole lot of us. And we never, ever, ever, ever forget. Never. Ever. You want to tussle? Remember J-Lo in that movie where she's the marshal? You want to tussle? Yeah, we tussle. We tussle, babe. We tussle forever. New rules. How you like those rules? How you like them apples, kids? We tussle forever and ever and ever. We never stop tussling. You mess with us once, we are out. Get the NFL now. Oh, we're going to force our players to stand. No, no, it's okay. I'm good. Thanks. I stopped watching the NFL three years ago. No need to go back. Thank you. Probably couldn't name five players in the thing. I'm good. Someone sent me an email. Oh, but they made some money. They made some money. They probably would have made 50, 60% more. Their viewership's been down by double digits. We're good. We never stop tussling. New rules, Facebook. You want to keep tussling with us, you keep doing it, babe. You keep playing games. I sold my stock a long time ago because I knew this was a loser. I got about 20 emails this morning alone, I kid you not, from people laughing at this story saying, hey, tuned out of Facebook a long time ago. Look at what's happening now. Keep playing games, Facebook. Keep it up. Twitter, you too. Every little ban, every ounce of ideological satisfaction you get out of screwing over conservatives is going to be met by massive financial repercussions to your company down the road. New rules. We win. You lose. Every time. Twitter will never get a cent of my money again. You tussled with the wrong dude, daddy-o. Wrong guy. All right. Um, I want to get to this ridiculous appearance. Uh, not appearance. I, sh- I want to get to this, uh, I don't say ridiculous appearance, but comment by Joy Behar on The View. Who uh, Joy, who knows nothing. Joy, listen, if you're listening, um, with all due respect, I don't want to make this personal because I don't know you and I don't know what you're about. But you you really, you know nothing. I mean, you, you seriously, I'm sorry, you just know, you, you know less than, matter of fact, the information you know is damaging because it's wrong. She goes on The View and says things that are so, she's made a fool of herself so many times. It's unreal. She did it again yesterday. Before we get to that, uh, one final sponsor who we really appreciate their business. And I really appreciate you all uh, patronizing this company uh, because they have been their sales have been just incredible. Uh, it's really the, and the, the feedback I get has been phenomenal. We the People Holsters. 
Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh has been blasted on social media and lib news outlets as the man who will steal the Supreme Court, uh, steer the Supreme Court towards broader gun rights. Hate to break it to you, liberals, but your old friend, President Obama, actually opened the floodgates of gun ownership sales during his presidency by wanting to increase restrictions on gun ownership. It's true. He was the greatest gun, uh, gun salesman in the world. Boy, did that backfire. A perfect example is our friends over at We the People Holsters. Their business has been phenomenal since they came on this show. It's because of you. It's how great you all are. Thank you. We the People holsters are custom-made holsters made here in the USA. Custom-made, right here in Las Vegas. They cut every mold to fit each firearm perfectly. Folks, you're not going to get a better fit. When I got this, it came in this bag. I, I took it out, and you know, I get a lot of stuff from sponsors and things like that. I put my Glock 43 in there and was like, this is the best holster I've ever had. They update, and they have new designs that change every month. They add new designs every month. And when they say they design their own molds, they're not kidding. They have a 3D design team that measures every single nook and cranny of the firearm for an absolutely perfect fit. You can adjust the cant and the ride. That makes the holster more uh, towards you, where it depends where your hip bones are, how you want to carry it. You're not going to get that with a lot of these other crappy holsters out there. They have their own clip, four holes on it, where you can adjust the cant and the ride. You want to adjust the tension on the on the firearm? You want the firearm to fit more snugly? Just tighten the screw a little less snug, a snugly. Just loosen the snug, like the snuggle, like the what was that thing? The snuggly. Remember that thing? The snuggle blanket. <laughs> you you uh, you loosen the screw. You get a little less tension. They have custom printed designs in house. The thin blue line, the thin red line, the Constitution, camo, an American flag, and more coming out each month. Their holsters start at just thirty four dollars. Every holster comes with a lifetime guarantee. You won't need it because this thing is terrific. Every holster ships free, and if it's not a perfect fit, send it back for a refund. Go to wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. That's wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. Listeners of this show, use promo code Dan, D-A-N, and get $10 off your first holster. That's just $24 with free shipping. You'd spend that in McDonald's if you're really hungry. And you'll get a holster, high quality, perfect fit that will last you for life. We the people holsters.com slash Dan. Promo code Dan for $10 off. Okay. So back to Behar. She goes on The View yesterday. I sent this to Joe this morning. And this is about a two-minute uh, a back and forth. We cut it down to 30 seconds because it's a lot of it's just what she says where she displays her ignorance on the topic comes out in the first 30 seconds. And just a little background. This is, turns into a fight between Joy Behar and Meghan McCain, and Meghan McCain does a pretty good job of calling out socialism, and Joy Behar makes the critical mistake. Joe, Joe now you've heard it. Oh, yeah. You know the critical mistake because I debunked this section written by Matt yeah. Palumbo, debunks this all the time. She makes a critical mistake and doesn't even understand the mistake she makes with talking about socialism. In the words of Margaret Thatcher, at a certain point, you run out of spending other people's money. Venezuela, one of the richest countries in the world in the 70s. Now, the average Venezuelan has lost 24 pounds because they're starving to death. 90% of I the country to like is living in poverty. I think she's talking more about Scandinavia than Venezuela. I, but I'm sorry. I need, this is what I need from her. Name one country that socialism has ever worked. And also, every, every democratic socialist Copenhagen. who is going um, on TV Denmark. saying that it's good needs Norway. to start paying 90% in tax. Iceland. On your tax form. No. <laughs> Dude. Hold on. Head, meet desk. Boom. <laughs> Here we go again, folks. I have a three-part series on the debunk this section of my website. Written by re- phenomenal researcher, Matt. Matt has this. It's up there. Now. It'll be in the show notes today. If you go to Bongino.com and subscribe to my email list, I will email you part one. Mm. And there are other there are links to the other parts in there. You can't miss it. That debunks this nonsense. This, ladies and gentlemen, this is just stupid. Norway, Finland, and Denmark are not socialist countries. For the ten thousandth time, you saying it is not going to make them socialist. The the um, Rasmussen, one of the uh, political leaders in Denmark, gave his speech after Bernie Sanders called them socialist, vigorously denying any of these ridiculous charges that this is a socialist country. So unless Joy Behar knows more about Denmark than the people actually running Denmark, she just made a fool of herself on television. But I I don't fault her because she just doesn't understand and she's an entertainer. But what bothered me about that clip is not Joy. I expect, frankly, ignorance and dopiness from Joy. Mm. Uh, What bothered me about the clip is the, yeah, (laughs) clapping. This is great. You haven't, 
Folks, do you understand how dumb you sound? You have no idea what you're talking about. These are not socialist countries. For the 5,000th time, socialism is when the government controls the economy, or as it's called in the formal definition, the means of production. The government in Denmark does not own the economy. It taxes the snot out of it. It is a big government welfare state. It is not socialist. Stop telling people that. Because when you tell people that, the arguments get conflated. Because now we're having an argument between socialism and capitalism, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. They are, not us, Joe. Right, right, Because we're not having an argument. We're having an argument. uh, The the real argument is not capitalism, socialism. Mm -hmm. That's the Joy Behar argument because she doesn't know what she's talking about. The last time I saw a mouth like that, I had a hook in it. Armacost. I, I, folks, I have no control of this guy. I gave him the soundboard and he's been unleashed. <laughs> Joy. Thank Rodney. <laughs> you got a hat tip, Rodney, once oh, yeah. in a while. Folks, it's not a fight between capitalism and socialism when you're arguing about Denmark and Scandinavia because they're not socialist. You're having a fight between capitalism at low taxes and smaller government, and capitalism with higher taxes and bigger government. Guys, ladies, please do not get into this argument with your liberal friends who, I'm sorry, are just plain dumb. They are not socialist countries. Full stop. Period, 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 in case you missed the first two. The government does not own and manage the means of production. They tax the snot out of it. So is that the debate you want to have? Fine. Let's have that debate. What is the difference between free markets with a high tax load and a big burden of government and free markets with a low tax load and a lesser burden of government on your back? That is the only debate going on right now. Socialism is an abject failure everywhere it's been tried it is not being tried in scandinavia it is being tried as megan mccain aptly and correctly said in venezuela where people are dying of starvation it has been tried in cuba which is an abject police state failure it was tried in the soviet union which collapsed in horror socialism is not being tried in scandinavia you are lying Joy does not know what she's talking about. These are not socialist. These are not Democrat socialist countries. These are capitalist countries with very big governments and high tax rates. Now, I had to include part one of Matt's series debunking Scandinavian air quotes here, socialism, in the piece again today. And I'm going to bring this up because it's worth you hearing again. Now that we're clear on the debate we're having, crystal clear. This is not socialism versus capitalism. It's capitalism versus capitalism with higher taxes and bigger government. Now that you want to have that debate, okay, who does better? Free market countries with lower burdens of government or free market countries with higher taxes and higher burdens of government? Ladies and gentlemen, the evidence is conclusive. That big government and high taxes are a burden on free market economies that slow down the growth rates of those economies, period. Matt's piece is dispositive on this fact. Let's pick Sweden, one of the countries Joy uh, refers to. Sweden, socialist. It's not socialist. It's a capitalist country with big government. Post-1975, When Sweden decided to take on a higher tax load and a bigger burden of government, the economy of Sweden moved from fourth in the world to 13th in the world and growth rates slowed down. Joy, just so we're clear on this, because you don't know what you're talking about. The countries you're referring to got rich under free markets. They started to slow down and get poorer under free markets with bigger government. Those are just the facts, Joy. The fact that they don't comport with your ignorance is not my problem, it's yours. Second, the Swedes in the United States and Scandinavians here. The Scandinavians in the United States are wealthier than Scandinavians in Scandinavia. (laughs) Meaning, when you move from a free market country in Denmark, Norway, Sweden, 
You move to the United States, which has a freer market, generally speaking, and a lesser government burden. They do better, not worse. Another inconvenient fact for the clueless Joy, who does not know what she's talking about, but but, but doesn't care. Doesn't She doesn't care one bit. She's an expert with no expertise. Another point Matt makes in the piece. These countries are free market countries. And yes, they do have an incredibly high tax burden, folks. We all get that. But the business climate in Scandinavian countries is actually quite friendly. They rate high on free market, free market, not left-leaning, but free market scales of business freedom. Denmark, a lot of these Scandinavian countries rate quite high. The regulatory environment's quite low. Some of their business taxes are quite low. That compensates for the aggressive personal taxation these uh, these countries pursue in building out their big government agendas. So again... Even where they fail, they succeed a little bit by reverting back to what? Free markets and less business regulation. Joy doesn't know any of this. Sweden, Denmark, Norway, Copenhagen. Ah! <laughs> Copenhagen. Copenhagen. Copenhagen's a country now. Copenhagen. <laughs> Mars. Jupiter. She doesn't know what she's talking about. <laughs> Chicago. That's a country. I Yeah, I think so. I mean, <laughs> Dude. that was Cope. I forgot yeah. that. Copenhagen. That's good. Good pull. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Ladies and gentlemen, please go to the show notes today. Read part one, read part two, read part three. It will, in t- of my piece, uh, excuse me, Matt's piece a scan- oh, on my website, uh, Scandinavian socialism, debunking this myth. Okay, please. Because this is going to keep creeping up with silly, dopey libs who don't know. And I'm sorry if some of you are offended. Uh, new rules. Um, I'm sorry, but I just, I can't. I can't take it anymore. And I'm not trying to win any more moral fights with these people. You want to be stupid? You want to insist socialism, which is a system of governing that has killed, slayed, and, star- slayed, and starved out hundreds of millions of people? Yeah, I'm good. You're kind of a dope. And you deserve it. You've earned every bit of that. Sorry. My bad. All right. Uh, hey, one last story before we roll. Interesting piece of the Wall Street Journal. I'm not going to put it in the show notes. It's kind of long and it's subscriber only, and I can really sum it up for you in a few words. But just you want to talk about, again, the failure of big government policies that try to dictate what could easily be handled by free markets. Free markets have this mechanism for controlling uh, the availability of a product. If people want it, they'll demand it. The price will go up. More companies jump in. They produce more of the product. The price comes down to meet demand. This has happened over and over again. It's really tragic watching the government try to simulate a free market through Obamacare by government edicts and mandates about what people will buy and what the government will subsidize. So there's an interesting, uh, really interesting, because I I love economics, problem kind of developing here among states that expanded Medicaid. Obamacare expanded Medicaid, a third party payer, government paid for health care program. That was supposed to be designed for poor uh, people up to people who make about 133% of the poverty line. In other words, by our metrics, people who are not poor because they're over that poverty line. I'm not saying they're not struggling. I'm not saying they're not lower income. I'm saying by definition, they do not meet the criteria for what the government has established as a line of poverty. Here's the catch, folks. In that expansion, the federal government agreed to pay for 90 to 95% of the cost of that expansion, expanded health care to people who were not poor by the poverty line metrics. That makes sense, Joe? Mm -hmm. So in the past, if you made this amount of money up to the poverty line, you were eligible for Medicaid. Mm -hmm. Now, if you make more money, you're eligible. And the government, the federal government, after Obamacare said, hey, hey, states, because Medicaid's a state-run program in conjunction with the federal government, as an incentive to expand it, here's what I want you to do. We'll cover 90% of the cost, which is a joke because you're covering it. It's your money. It's not the federal government doesn't make anything. It's your money. So what happened, folks? Well, what always happens? Sick and disabled people got screwed over. Well, how did that happen? Because, ladies and gentlemen, the people above the poverty line who were now joining Medicaid are generally healthier. The people who are below the poverty line, just based on, on, on the metrics from the insurance companies, are sicker. A lot of them are disabled. But the people who were in Medicaid before the expansion, the states don't, don't have to pay only 5%. The states had to split the cost. So the states see the federal government money for the expansion where they're covering 90% of it as free money. 
So what are they doing? The capitated rates, in other words, what they're paying are a lot higher because the states aren't paying. They're like, oh, no, we'll make the rates for reimbursement so much higher for these people. Well, where's that money coming from? It's coming from the people in the traditional Medicaid pool where the states has to pay. And they go, no, no, we're not going to pay for them because the federal government's not picking up the whole bill. The piece is incredibly disturbing. And I summed it up this way. They're making inflated Obamacare claims for people in the expanded Medicaid pool, the states, because they think the federal government's picking up the tab. The joke is you are. Inflated claims. Health insurance companies are making out like bandits, Joe, because there's almost no cost control at all because the states, Joe, Hmm. they don't care. The federal government's picking up the tab. But what happens where the states have to pick up the tab for the traditional Medicaid pool, the real poor and sick people, the states are going, nah, nah, with them, let's start rationing a little bit. Some of the stories are disturbing about how sick and disabled people who are on traditional Medicaid or legitimately poor are being rationed care while people above the poverty line due to Obamacare incentives. It's a gravy train for them and the insurance company. Unbelievable. Again, epic failure of government to do what the free market could have done itself. Incredible. I really enjoyed that show today, folks. Yeah, man. I had a blast. Remember, new rules. Tell your liberal friends. Don't doubt me on this. Hashtag new rules. They hit you with the Cohen stuff. Don't care. Thanks. Have a nice day. Don't care. Not a little bit. You can keep arguing on Twitter. Don't care. But what about death? He had an affair with Smokey Daniels. Don't care. Thank you. Have a nice day. <laughs> care if he had an affair with Smokey the Bandit. I don't care if he had a, I don't care if he had a with Smokey the Bear. Don't care. New rules. We win. You lose. All right, folks. Thanks again for tuning in. Please subscribe to the show. Helps us a lot. Helps us move up the charts. It's all free, of course. Uh, Go to iTunes. Go to Google Play. Go to Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, wherever you can subscribe. We deeply appreciate it. We have been in the top 20 forever now, and we are the number two now conservative podcast in the country, moving up rapidly thanks to you. Thank you so much. Hope you enjoyed the show. No rules. We win. Spread the word. See you tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.